Hello and welcome back to In The Clock End, an Arsenal podcast with me, Steve. And joining me, as always, I have Calvin. Good morning. Good morning, Steve. How are we, mate? You keeping well? I'm well, mate. It's been a while, hasn't it? Seems like (laughs) we start every podcast with, been a while. (laughs) Been a while. It's been a minute, uh, as as I like to say. Uh, And I guess, look, maybe we should start with a... Quick apologies to anybody after the last podcast. We said we might do some over the summer. Well, look, that didn't happen, right? We're going to hold our hands up here and say we're sorry, kind of. I mean, we sort were of. lazy. It's been a bit odd. I mean, it's it was also nice to take a break, to be honest with you, and switch off from from all the, you know, the the energy-consuming factors that's Arsenal FC of last, particularly last season as well, wasn't it? I mean, it was... It was a bit of a roller coaster, wasn't it? Especially after Christmas. Yeah. We took a break from having a break, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> we, were, we weren't recording that often, but we are back with a brand new track. Hopefully, this will be the sign of things to come. No, it definitely um, is. I know we, we, you know, we like to lie to our listeners. Again, I'll apologise for that. But the season's just around the corner, Steve. So we are back. Um, it's, it's crazy to think we actually kick off a week Friday a week at Friday. Palace. Palace away. No, it's exciting, isn't it? It's come around very fast, but I have enjoyed uh, the, the summer break. How's your summer been? Good? Yeah, decent, actually. Um, haven't had any holidays. Actually, I say that I was, you know, stagged due to Malaga. And I had this conversation with my missus. She was like, oh, at least you get a holiday. I was like, it's not really a holiday, is it? Um, it was an intense 48 hours in the sun. And as drinking. you know, I'm not, yeah, I'm not the biggest. <laughs> yeah, I'm not the biggest drinker, as you know. And I think I've probably drank more in that that in that four eight hours than I probably have over the last four years, to be honest with you. I can just imagine like a group of lads all with like, you know, like steins and using the corner of like a I'll have a gin and tonic, slimline. Yeah, no, I wouldn't drink gin. It's nasty stuff, that. Horrible. I'm on the the whiskey sours is definitely right. a go-to for yeah, whiskey nice. sour. I but like arrow sours. Yeah, the that. pints were good. The pints were good. You know, you know when you're on holiday and you just, you know, you get the perfect pint in a frozen glass. And it's baking oh, yeah. on. That's um, good. There were a few cheeky uh, pina coladas as well. Not oh. just for me. That was a group-wide decision. I do like, I do like, I am partial to a pina colada. As we should be. As you should be. Especially when, again, the sun is shining. You're on holiday. You're looking out, you know, out the beach on the, the sunshine. Yeah, good times. A stark contrast to today. It's, uh, it's pretty, it's Monday morning. It's pretty bleak. As we yeah. all say, Mondays can get in the bin. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Mondays and Tuesdays, to be honest with you, can both hop in the bin. But yes, yeah, it that that change of weather, it's mad, isn't it? Then you think that, like, you know, you're having what 35 degree heat plus, and then a week later, it's like, well, over here anyway, it's like 15 degrees. I'm like, how the fuck? How have we lost 20 degrees in a week? It's just, yeah, it's baffling, isn't it? It's baffling, but it's nice. Last last Monday and Tuesday were disgusting, sweaty. It was vile. Like, I mean, it's always nice when it's, you know, sun's out and it's it feels quite refreshing and everyone's in a sort of good mood. But when it gets to like 38, 39 degrees, <laughs> it was way too hot. Yeah, that's that's great when, you know, you go on holiday and then, you know, you've got, when I've been having this conversation with a lot of people and obviously my brother lives over in Australia, so he's he's used to that kind of ridiculous heat and humidity. But I don't know, mate, it's just like, it's all well and good. You know, like as you said, when I was in Malaga, you've got an air-conditioned room and then you've also got a swimming pool to see to jump into. Uh, I, I don't know about you, mate. Obviously, you know, you've bought a brand new house. Um, these houses, mate, are designed to fucking keep the heat in. 
Yeah, I, I can relate. My, my house has been like an inferno for the past few weeks. Um, mm. I, I, I did debate getting an aircon, but it's like, you know, is there any point for two or three days a year? Do you know what I mean? So anyway, that's that's all the weather talk that we need. Yeah, we um, love it, we'll, but moving on. We, we should move on. Um, so we should probably talk about the football. Should we? Because that's what we're here to do. Yeah. Um, it's been a busy summer. Lots to get into. We've had kit mm. releases, we've had signings, uh, we've had pre-season friendlies and American tour. Um, where do you want to start? Where do you want to go first? Give me the reins. I mean, yeah, we could talk. Um, I guess let's talk about you know some of the uh, the tour. I guess and some of the preseason friendlies because it's been uh, fairly positive. I guess and look, all the caveats that we have to mention, they're friendlies. We get it. Yeah. Um, but I think besides the buy, it's been pretty uh, pretty decent to say the least. And yeah, some of the opposition's not exactly been fantastic, but. You know, the you know, spanking Chelsea 4 0 at any time of the year is also uh, quite enjoyable to say the least. So, I, mean, I was it was nice, it. wasn't it? I can safely mm. say that with Gabriel Jesus, we are definitely going to win everything this season. Oh, yeah, no, we're we'll winning the season coming. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're definitely, I mean, look, we're already on track for invincibles, including pre season. So, you know, it's, it's all looking good, isn't it? We'll be top of the league come May, Man City, who Liverpool, what? <laughs> You can't if you can't tell that we're being sarcastic, just just you know for the record. So let's let's roll back a few weeks. We started our preseason tour against Nuremberg. Mm-hmm. Is, is, that, is, that, is that how you pronounce it? FC Nuremberg. Yeah, that's not um, bad for you, Steve. Okay. Five three, five year victory. Uh Gabriel Jesus with two of the goals, and then Al Nenny also with a little bit of a it was screamer. a screamer, if I remember. Yeah, an absolute Poplins. bang. Yeah. yeah. Um I remember there was like a I think we were losing. 2 0 in that game. Yeah, yeah. Of course we were. And it was like a complete meltdown on Twitter. Of course it was. And it was like, guys, pre-season friendly. Mm-hmm. Let's roll back a little bit. Yeah. Um it applies both ways, it, right? So if you lose yeah. or if you win, it's just pre-season. Let's we out. yeah, like I don't know if it's the same for other clubs and other fan bases, but like we get so excited. And don't get me wrong, it's nice to feel excited, but it mm. is almost like intense. But going into the tour, we, we went to Everton, uh, went to Everton, we played Everton in the States and then we beat uh, Orlando mm-hmm. and we beat Chelsea. It's been interesting, actually, like, obviously we've got the likes of Bellerin back, Pablo Marie. Um, who else has come back? I thought Terrera was in the squad. Yeah, so you've got a real uh, mixed Reece bag Nelson, obviously. Yeah, yeah. God, yeah, Reese Nelson. It's been a real mixed bag. Mm. Um, I haven't watched any of the games, to be honest. I've only watched the highlights. Yeah, I've only watched one of them so far, and that was the Nuremberg one, uh, which is a pretty mental game, actually, you know, going 2-0 down. And I think within the space of 15 minutes of the restart, we were 3-2 up um, after the introduction of uh, Gabriel Jesus, which, you know, was a solid enough debut for a friendly. Um, and, and he's continued that on quite well, which is great. It's great to see someone settle, isn't it? But yeah, yeah I mean, look, people, you know, losing their shite over... Pablo Marie and Hector Bellerin, I wouldn't worry about it, guys. Um, you know, they're involved because they're on the tour, as Mikel Arteta's client said that, you know, if you're in if you're in, in the club, you're involved uh, and you'll yeah. be involved until you're out the door. Um, but there's been a lot of talk, obviously, from Eddie and Arteta over the last couple of days around, you know, it's, we need to explain to players, you know, why it's best for them to leave. And we, we all know, like, you don't have to get into it. Um, I think we're at the tail end of the the re, you know the reorg. Let's say um, the restructure under Arteta is finally coming to a head now, isn't it? You know, this I actually saw it earlier. I think it was Arsblog put up the, the first eleven 
um, which was fielded by Arteta. You know, you know what? I was gonna. I was gonna. It's a shame you said that because I was gonna do that as our on this day and see if you could guess his first ever eleven. Oh well, it's too late for that. But I mean, too he, late just, for that. You want to get, get down to that break? Break it down at first eleven. I've got it here as well. Yeah, I mean, it was. Burnt Leno, Maitland Niles, David Luiz, Socrates. I forgot about that bloke altogether. Uh, Saka, who obviously played at left back. Left back. Uh, Torreira, Saka, Nelson, Ozil, Aubameyang, and Lacazette. Crazy. And on the bench, Martinez, Mustafi, Mavropanos, Genduzi, Willock, Smith Rowe, and Pepe. That is crazy. It was, it was one all, I believe, right? In that, that first I think game. so. Yeah, it was a one-one draw. Yeah, um, it was uh, Boxing Day, Christmas, two thousand and nineteen. It is. It is almost like night and day, isn't it? With with mm. where he started and where we are now. Um, I still feel like we'll get into the signings in a second and and, and mm. the outgoings. I still feel like, in terms of quality and depth, because we are going to be playing you know, European football this year. Mm. Um, and you think of last season when we had no European football, we had no cup competitions. We were out, you know, at FA Cup very early. Mm. We did struggle, you know. We, by the end of the season, we looked knackered, didn't we? Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, I think I've started eleven, strongest eleven. I guess you know you could argue a few positions now, and we've got options. But it's, but you're you're always feel like we wanted two suspensions injuries away from being a little bit light in some areas. Um, yeah. So I would I I, I hope to see. You know, and I'll say, I did say that, you know, who he is potentially looking at, it, it's not done, right? Um, yeah, no. It's incredible to think how much money we've spent. We've spent about 130 million this summer so far. We've Biggest spending club in Europe summer. so far. Listen, like, you know, uh, we'll get into it later, you know, in terms of predictions for the season. Um, hmm. But I, I, we've got to make top four this season. You, you can't spend that sort of money and then uh, fall short. I feel like it's like now or never, maybe. Mm-hmm. Do you not feel like that's a fair? No, I do um, feel like that 100%. And I think most of us will. Um, because look, we, we all knew that even with the signs we made last year, there's still a lot a lot that needed to be changed. and Or maybe not a lot, not a lot needed to be changed, but depth needed to be added. Um, we thought we might have got away with it last year, having, as you've already touched on, quite a light fixture list in comparison to a lot of our competitors. Um, you know, those couple of key injuries really hampered us. Whereas, you know, let's just play it, you know, play it now. There's a lot of depth in the squad, good enough depth, right? Because for the level that we're trying to get to, and, you know, like we just said, we're going to try and add a couple more more uh, quality players. Uh, particularly, I think we do need someone to, to help Saka, to be honest with you, uh, and lighten his workload a little bit. And having Europa League gives the chance for some of those fringe players to try and impress um, but there's competition building in that squad as well, which is good. And um, I mean, you sent me that, you know, there was a you know picture going around of the squad depth that we've kind of got. Um, and, you know, some of those players aren't going to be here, which is fine. But I think overall it's, it's looking pretty good. And I think with maybe one or two more additions, then we're in a really good spot. But like you said, the starting 11, as it stands, I think is in, in, in great nick. Um, but there's still a couple, yeah. still a couple of injuries. Exciting. Um, and we, we can go for it now if you like so there's a few positions which you could like debate so in terms of goalkeeper we've got Ramsdale Leno and Turner mm-hmm. Leno I think is going he I has to just wait I think they're waiting for the right price aren't they Fulham I think they have like 7 million which is quite which I think I feel like at Arsenal it feels like FIFA you know you play FIFA career mode and clubs mm. could, I expect ridiculous bids 
Mm-hmm. But then when you want to sound players, they label you all the time. I feel like we're always labeled. Massively. Um, and that's been the case for quite a while. And I like the fact that we're finally standing firm. And look, there's still some players like, you know, you could say Bellerin, for example. I don't think we're going to get anything substantial there, even though you probably should. I just think the situation, um, you know, it's very different. He's been Arsenal for years. He came through the youth, technically. Um, so he'll probably get what he desires. But I do think, yeah, you know, the likes of Leno, mate, top keeper. He's still a great keeper. Yeah. Um, look, not quite to the quality that Arsenal wanted, which is fine, but I'm sorry. But, you know, even Fulham for him, I think, is a step down too yeah, far. Yeah, I would agree. I would um, agree. And I think, you know, you've come into the Premier League. I think it's an absolute piss take that you're trying to get, a, you know, a you know, really good number one. And that's it. You're signing him for your number one. It's as simple as that. You're not bringing him as backup. So seven million, you can literally go and get in the bin. And, it, you know, I think Arsenal are holding out for 15. And I think that even that yeah. in the market, in the Premier League, is a bargain for a keeper yeah. of his quality. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm glad that we're starting to dig our heels in um, because this is one aspect we all know you know, recruitment in general has been one aspect of Arsenal that, you know, has been fairly disappointing. You know, you, you think of some of the signs we've made over the years where it's stick a plaster on, you know, or a quick fix, try to get back in the top four. It just didn't work. There was no strategy there, so to speak. Um, and now you can see the strategy. And that's been, you know, so apparent over the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, but from a selling aspect, yeah, I think us, even you could you could probably say United as well. You know, they get they get bent over in the transfer market kind of similarly to to the way we do. No problem with that. No, no problem with that at all. But it's it's funny, oh, yeah. isn't it? Um, yeah. But yeah, I, there's a couple of players that we could definitely sell for for relatively good money. Uh, Leno was always one. The only is it the only stumbling block with him though? Is he coming into his last year of his contract? Well, I think there's a few of them who may have one year left, and that that's. Yeah. It's difficult, right? If if you if you hold on till January, you'll get pennies. Um, mm. I always feel like the, what the club should do is say, "Listen, sign a new deal, and we'll and we'll, st- we'll still sell you, but we want to sign a deal." I've always thought this, and I guess it's I, I've thought this for years. Like, what is it if you both have something a mutual agreement? You know, you could write it into the contract. Um, but look, I'm sure that you know we're probably just being ridiculously stupid. Yeah, it's not uh, as black yeah, and white. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, anyway, get, getting back to uh, getting back to the squad. We're getting, we love a tangent, don't we? We love oh, going always. off on one. Absolutely. Um, so we've got fullbacks. Uh, we've got Tommy Asu, Cedric Bellerin, Ainsley McNeil, Niles. Mm. So you know, in terms of Tommy Asu, first choice undoubtedly. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the, the, the elephant in the room is you know, can he stay fit? Yeah. I'm not entirely sure what's even going on at him at the moment. Is he fit? Is is he not like he's not he's, he's on the tour? But I don't think he's played right. No, he hasn't. Um, he hasn't played. Cedric seems like I just feel like he's he's not going anywhere. I feel like I said I likes him. I know he's he's he's, he's someone who's. Mm, oh, to I want to say it's one mustard, of them, but I don't think he's particularly popular amongst the fans. He's very frustrating, isn't he? I think he's just very vanilla, mate. To be honest with you, I think very bland. Um, he's never going to be in our starting eleven unless you have a situation like last year. Um, and I think Europa League for the group stages, fine. Shouldn't have a yeah. problem with that. To be honest with you, no. it's just he got far more game time last year than he should have for the obvious reasons. Um, but again, it's you know Bellerin just he's not even any worth having him in there um, he will go um, yeah. so that's one it's a shame because I think it is I mean, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Bellerin always um, have been Arsenal man 
Um, I just, I think since his injury, once yeah. he lost that pace, yeah. Um, I think his biggest weakness is just just getting caught out of position. Yeah, no, and it always felt like even though he technically wasn't the best as well, if I'm honest, I know that sounds unusual because, you know, you think someone comes from Barca, came through the Arsene Wenger period that, you know, being a high technical player was, you know, a shoo-in. That's what you you needed if you were going to break in. But I, I, maybe even as he got older, he lost it a little bit yeah. as well as that pace. Uh, and Ainsley Maitland-Niles, flip a coin on what's going to happen there. Who who, who knows? <laughs> I think it Yeah, go, it's... <sighs> He's one of those players who's like, he's, he's been around a long time now. You know, he's mm. the same with like Reese Nelson. It's like you've been with the club a long time. You know, the likes of Saka Smith Rowe have come in after you and kind of left you, you know, for dead almost. So mm. I think he's a sort of player that you'd, you'd like to have as a squad player, but I don't think he's going to hang around, is he? And he's never going to be a starter. He's just, he just don't think he's good enough. He or, lost, well, he, he lost his chance. That's how yeah, I look he, at it. And he has had a lot of chances. Um, yeah. If we if we move to centre backs, um, so we've got White, Gabriel, Saliba, Mari, and Holden. Um, mm-hmm. Saliba feels like a new signing. Um, honestly, really excited about that. Really looking yeah, forward to seeing. We him. all he, are. He looks like a tank. I think he is. Um, and this and I he think, always has been. Arteta's may have played a blinder, loaned him out, and we'll see where okay. we go with that. I think Holden's going to stay, but he did say that he, you know, he wants to be playing first team football. Mm. Uh, I did see some recently that you know he didn't want to, he doesn't want to be known as the guy who comes on for the last twenty minutes in the back five. True. So it'll be another that will get cup game time, I think. Um, because if he again, stays, though, if he stays, yeah, stay? I mean, if he stays, because I think you know, again, Pablo Marie, yeah, no disrespect, mate, you're, you're just not good enough for Arsenal. Um, you're you're so far off the pace; it's, yeah. it's actually frightening, to be honest with you. Yeah. So you've got um, four four centre backs there, really, at the time being. <laughs> It's, it's going to be interesting because you've got some real competition now with White, Gabriel and uh, Saliba. You know, and that's, it's what, that's you want. what you want to see though. And exactly. Yeah. That's what you want to see is not, this I don't want to give him, right? Yeah. I don't want you to feel like oh, I'm starting every week because the lad, you know, no one's challenging me here because that's when you become complacent. And if you want to be, you know, it's funny because we always look at, you know, look at the top and you look at City and we've always said, you know, their squad depth is absolutely ridiculous. They could feel too, very, very good starting 11s. Um, yeah. And that and just still drives... half their team on holiday for the week. <laughs> exactly. And that's what drives that internal competition because, you know, you need to drive each other on. We've seen far too much complacency from Arsenal yeah. um, over the years. Oh, but yeah. I think between those four, um, I'll tell you what, one thing that cropped into my mind though when, you know, coming onto a podcast that I wanted to ask you was, um, and it is, it's a, it's a, it's a hard question, but a good one. And that is, you know, if you had to name the, you know, like the strongest 11 right now, it's not a straight, you know, remember last year, what was the starting we, line going to be? We could do that yeah. after, if you like. We can, we, can break, yeah. we can break it all down. We can go through it. Yeah. We can just, yeah. Um, well, we, well, we can go through it a bit by bit. So like left backs, you know, I've got Tierney, Zinchenko and Tavares. Tavares. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zinchenko, question marks on actually his strongest position. I was speaking to a City fan. Um, friend of mine she was saying like he's very versatile you know um so who knows where he's going to fit um but if, we, if we're going to go for our, our, our starting back five for me it's Ramsdale, Tomiyasu, White, Gabriel, Tierney um yeah yeah that's it it, it, it works right but then yeah. you know I'd happily slot Saliba and Zinchenko in there yeah no absolutely and that's that's it 
that's what we're starting to see is there's competition. Yeah, there's competition building. Um, And then also it's just like, you know, like we already touched on Tierney, we know big concerns over his just longevity. He hasn't, I don't think he's completed the full Massive concerns. And also likewise, early days still, but I I have the same reservations about Tommy Asu on the other side Um, and their key positions. Um, Will we see more back three this year or in the early stage of the season because of this? I mean, I think obviously, I think Palace will be slightly different. I think we'll see Ben White right back. Um, and I think we'll see Saliba and Gabriel in the middle with maybe Zinchenko at left back. I yeah. don't think Tierney's quite quite at that level yet. But that still, I feel a lot more confident with that than what I would have done with Tavares at left back. Um, and then you know, Cedric at right back. He's a bit of a nutter, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just pure chaos, right? And to be honest with you, it's entertaining. Stressful as fuck. Yeah. But it's entertaining. If, if you're free nil up, you know, with 20 minutes to go. Oh, bring him on. Let him do what he wants. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Put him up front. Moving on to midfield, we've got Party, Jacques Alneni. Um, we've got Zinchenko in this list again and Ainsley Mateo Nels, Laconga and Torreira. So, you know, for me, and I, I'd, I'd say you'd agree, Party and Jacques is, is your first choice. 100%. Um, Torreira, who knows what's going on there? Um, I think oh, we know what's going on. Uh, He's wanted out of London. Fucking well, for, well, for I know like that, but in terms of what is actually happening, you know, he's lost his squad number, hasn't he? So he's just a shame. It's a shame. Um, and then he's making Niles again. Who knows? And then you've got you know the potential for Zinchenko to slot into that piece. Alneni, as much as you know, I've, I've said it on here many times, he's so frustrating, mm. so frustrating. And I feel, and I said, you know, that I feel like we should probably move him on, but. He's all right, isn't he? Does, oh, yeah, he does I don't a job. Mind it. No, yeah. yeah. I don't mind maybe, maybe I'm a little too critical. I'll hold my hands up to that. Yeah, maybe a little bit, but I can understand where it comes from at the same time because he's been here a long time um, and he's been through probably the worst Arsenal period for a number of years. So we kind yeah, of, him and Zaka, we kind of do associate them both to that. Um, yeah. But I think, you know, Zaka really agree. had a, really good season last year. Those, really, those really late Puma years, early last years with, you know, and yeah. the, Wenger yeah. and Alneni where it was just you know an absolute yeah. shit show um, uh, Jacker, fair play I've criticised yeah. him many times I, I hope he stays I, I hope he stays he will. I think we need him and he, I yeah, think we need him I think he's there he's really turned the corner and I think you know on, on, a, on a human level what he's come back from with you know, that, that game at Palace mm-hmm. yeah, I have nothing but admiration for him um, hmm. he's been very professional in that sense and Absolutely. No credit where credit's due in Absolutely. terms of signings I, I do feel like I would like to see another defence midfielder come in because if you, if you lose Party or Xhaka, mm-hmm. realistically, I mean, you've got, you know, you could argue Zinchenko, but you realistically, you've only really got Alneni to come into that. Uh, if you're playing three games in a week, um, it's difficult. And Lukonga, you know, still in the very early stages of his career, isn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, this is what's going to be great about having Europa League back. And to be honest, with you, I only look at it really as you know, you've got six games, right? Because I think once you get one, depending on who you draw, once you, if, once and if you go through, uh, nothing's a given, right? You would expect us to be in the knockout stages of the Europa League. But, you know, that's that's when the competition does, you know, pick up. Um, mm. It's definitely one that, for me going into it, you know, I don't really see it as a Mickey Mouse trophy. I really don't. We've never won it. We're not great in Europe, historically. 
we're just not, um, which is mad when you actually think about some of the squads and teams we've had over the years. And, you know, particularly when you look back to that Invincible era, how we didn't really kick yeah. on in Europe is, is no, pretty mad. So I just think, you know, I, mad, you know, imagine let's just skip to May or whenever the season finishes. It might even be June, actually. Um, next year, and you, you know, you've got top four in a Europa League in the bag. That'd be absolutely amazing. You know what? Well, I take that right now. I take yeah. that. And, and I'd, I'd probably fly out to Budapest as well. Take it, yeah. take it or not. I'd go yeah, just for the crack. Um, moving on to our front, I'll just do this in, in one group. So we've got Saka, Pepe, Nelson, Odegaard, Vieira, Smith Rowe, Martinelli, and is it Marquin, Marquin Marquinhos? Marquinhos. Terrible pronunciation. Right, Paul, Paul um, Merson's in the building. Here he is. Yeah, sorry. So, <laughs> you know, ultimately, you've got options now. Well, I t- my, my strongest three, Saka, Odegaard, and then you can sort of interchange Martinelli and Smith-Ray. Um, mm. Vieira, you know, we've seen very, I haven't seen anything from him really. So Been injured any. Since, yeah. Since but, you know, we'll see how we get, where, where we go with that. Um, Pepe, I don't really know what's going on there. He, he did, he did uh, put a post up saying he's ready. Yeah, know, I saw that. Very critical, wasn't it? Very pointed message. Yeah. I've learned a lot over I mean, the summer and... <sighs> I think... We've said so much about him in the past. We all know <laughs> what this player is. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know what I, I expect he'll stay. I, I don't think we recruit much money for him. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, you know, in terms of uh, you know, bringing players in, you know, may, maybe like a another white ring, uh, someone down the right because I don't, I don't think we've got Isaka. We lose Saka. You've only got Pepe and Nelson. Yeah, yeah, and Pepe is just not effective on the right. It just yeah. isn't. Um, he was. It, I mean, we spoke about this yeah. at the time. Millions of times. On the left. On put the him left. on the left, Mikau. If you're listening, put him on the left. Yeah. Um, but no, I think. Yeah, he, I think he, I, on, sorry, no. Sorry. I was just going to say. I just think if Pepe does stay, we know what we're getting now. Do you know what I mean? He's been here long enough. I don't think there's the expectation levels of him has dropped so far. Um, to be honest with you, I think if he's happy to accept that that's his role in the side. And just be part of the squad, play some Europa League group stage games, maybe try and find some form finally. I mean, I say that with the biggest pinches, so I, I think I could probably imagine. Um, but I think it, it's an option, right? It is an option. And I think with, again, five subs, we've got to keep remembering there's going to be five subs oh, in the league course. next year. So That's massive, isn't it? That is mm. massive. Um, is that permanent or is it just for the season? I think, so. I think it will be. Uh, yeah, I think it will be, to be honest with you, because I've been talking about it for years. And I think, again, with the... Because one thing that, you know, it keeps bearing its head is the just the amount of workload which has been put on players, mate. Full stop. Um, and I think this is one aspect which FIFA or whoever, UEFA, have come to the decision that let's introduce this. Yeah. Um, not Because then obviously they still win, right? They still yeah. get all the games, but it just means more players get game time. It's kind of yeah. a... A win-win, win-win for everybody. Hold that for actually, because we'll come right back to that. Uh, mm. Actually, um, just just covering the attack, the attackers. We've got Jesus mm. and Ketia and Balogun. Mm. For me, we need another striker. Um, need you lose Gabriel Jesus. We need. I feel like we need another striker. You lose. You lose Jesus. Um, I, I'm still not sold on Ketia and Balogun. Far too young. Would you agree with that? Um. Yeah, I or think would so. you be confident going to the season with those three as your front line? 
Well, Balogun's going to go out on loan. I think that, that's, that's well, a given. Then leaves, that leaves you two. So that leaves I, us I two. feel like there's, there's someone, someone has to come in unless yeah. you use Martinelli. But that's the other option, isn't it? Because again, it's when you look at the, those four positions, um, it's going to be so interchangeable throughout the season. I think what's good is you've got quite a lot of flexibility out of that group, which is good. I mean, Saka can play probably anywhere across that three if he had to. And I think, you know, you've got Smith Rowe, he can play centrally or on the left or probably even on the right if he had to. Um, I mean, the one big question mark is Marquinhos. I don't really have much expectation there this season, but... Just looking at the physicality of him, he looks fucking built um, and ready. Younger and Brazilian, right? What else do you, what else do you need? Exactly. Um, so, yeah, Martinelli could could fill in there. And I, I, do you know what? I've actually been pretty impressed with Nketiah from what I've seen. Um, okay. he, even if you look at the tail end of last season, pre-season he looks different. Um, yeah, and again, maybe... You know, there's so much, you know, so much of the mental side of the game that you know, you, we always forget about. But I think, you know, being handed... Your, your contract being handed a new number, big yeah, number, massive. and he knows it is. It is. Yeah, he knows I agree. What that number Regardless means. of what people say, taking that shirt at Arsenal, it's an you iconic know. number. Yeah, and you know, and you know what you comes know. with it. So it's a big statement. So look, if, listen, if, I if hope it works out, but God. I still feel I, I would still look to strengthen in that position. You know, mm. um, personally. Yeah. No, I can, I can definitely see where you're coming from because it is. We've been burnt so many times with just not yeah. having enough quality. It, and us particularly season, up top. We needed a goal scorer. We needed a goal scorer. Had we had a goal scorer last, on, the, on the back end of last season, we'd have t- finished top four. You, know, you look at those games where we lost to Southampton, uh, uh, Brighton, uh, um, Palace, uh, you know, you, Newcastle. You, you know, with a, with a goal scorer, you know, it's, it's a completely different conversation. Um, but yeah. I I would say we need a little bit a little bit more, but mm. then at the same time you could argue, well, we've spent a hell of a lot already, so that, you know mm. we've, we've not got an un, unlimited pit of money. Um, not unless go, the, going the back to, of, I've had a stroke. Yeah, yeah. Going back to to what you said actually about the sort of substitutions, because mm. it's an interesting conversation because I think for me it's like oh, I get it, you know, in terms of like I, I personally I feel like a big, big part of the issue is the European football, uh, European the international. Uh, sorry, the international games. Like, like we know, like when the season starts, and then like in September, mm-hmm. October, then you get friendlies. Yeah, and it's just so unnecessary. And it's like we had the Nations League at the end of last season. It's like these, no one cares. Like I, no one cares. Most Not football's anyone. like apart from if you're going out there for a jolly and drinking and having a laugh with your mates, no one really gives a shit. And I just feel like maybe like they should be they should tone down on that. And, you know, I mean, you look at I think Arsene Wenger used to moan about it all the time. It was just yeah. needless, needless friendlies. Just on that though, I do find that that argument is very, you know, central to being English. I really do, um, because I think we are so blessed with the quality of football that we get to watch week in, week out, right? F- you know, through a lot of the league as well. You know, there's always good games. There's good quality, high technical, you know, high pace. Most games in the Premier League these days, unless Norwich are included in it, obviously, but they're not this year, thank God. Um, you know, they're really good games to watch. And I think that's why we get so pissed off with having to watch drag friendlies. But, you know, think of, Maybe. you know, I live in Ireland, for example, right? And look, the quality of the Irish national side, to any Irish listeners listen, you'll agree with me, it's absolutely shite. Um, but they're on a little bit of resurgence. But if you go further afield to the likes of Brazil, you know, we've got a lot of Brazilian players we get to watch on a weekly basis. None of their big players play in Brazil. None of them. 
so that you know when they get to come back you know the nation gets to watch them so i just think maybe we're a little bit fortunate lucky to watch all this great football every day of the week pretty much and then if you live in some of these far-flown countries where some of these top players come from they don't get you know they don't get to see it firsthand so i get it from our point of view and i get it from theirs but yeah, I do I, think there's a lot of shit though. <laughs> yeah, I just think it's it's a necessary to be to be fair. Um, you know, it's, yeah, it just it just seems like it, I mean, ultimately, it's money, right? And of course, more, it's money. It creates money, and you know, people get the rich keep getting richer, and mm-hmm. you know, you look at like the likes of Bukayo Saka, who just completely burnt out. Um, mm. And the long in the long you know, term, it's it doesn't make favors. Um, no. But going back to the five substitutions, I get it, you know, in terms of, you know, the, the, there is a grueling schedule and obviously this year there's the World Cup, but with the, I think we're like one of the only leagues who have have a winter, uh, a winter schedule. Like everyone has a winter break. Yeah. You know, when you're playing like you're playing like a Monday and then you might play on the Wednesday. It's, it's honestly, it's madness. Mm. You know, I guess when you're playing at that level, you know, you, the, these guys aren't the footballers, they're athletes, right? It's, it's oh, yeah. you know, incredibly demanding on your body. Um, yeah, but absolutely. my concern is with the five substitutes, it's sort of like, well, where do you stop with that? So we've gone from three to five. Is it going to get to a point where it's going to be like American football, where you have like, you know, you change like the whole 11? Yeah. Like, I know that's quite a far-fetched, but it's like, well, the, the, it does feel like we are becoming more Americanized. It's like, what do, what do they call us now? Is the, the EPL? The EPL, the English Premier League. Yeah, but people call it like, oh yeah, the EPL. And, yeah. it's, what's a, and it's like, what the hell is the EPL? Like, but people refer to it as that. It's like, no, it's Premier League. But it's like in, in America, NBA, yeah? You know, yeah. like everything's, yeah, no, no, I get it. everything we- is becoming very Americanized. And I get it, you know, with American owners, but I just like, it's, I think we have to, you know, we have to be careful um, that we don't give up too much and change too much. You know, this football is one, one of the oldest sports in the world. And we don't want to. No, you don't want to change if, it too much, if, if but you want to keep. It doesn't need fixing. Yeah, it's like they're trying to keep the product. I hate to fucking say that, but the product, they're trying to keep it as high quality as possible um, whilst filling their pockets. And, you know, it's like I kind of said, it's the five substitutes, more of a case of let's be able to rest two more players or give them less game time uh, in the season. But that still means we can throw in all the friendlies we want. I mean, the other thing that popped into my mind just now was when you were talking was the, all these international friendlies, right? Uh, a dog shit. But... I would, I mean, I'll just throw this out there. I mean, it's hypothetical, but you know, if you had to choose from this, which you know, you never know might happen because it happens in America, but instead of those international friendlies, instead of those, they go and play Premier League games overseas. What would you prefer? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's that's yeah. the route. I mean, you're saying well, like, that's that's like the Super League, isn't it? That's like, I think I keep, yeah. I keep reading for Barcelona. One in and Juventus sort of one in this breakaway league, and it's just because it's 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 essentially a it's like an Arsenal now over in the states packing mm. stadiums. You know, it's it's worth the weight in gold. You know, yeah, the, the it's the the money it brings in and and the advertisement. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, for people like me and you, just the you know the average match goer, we ain't asked about all that. You know, we're never going to sort of share that vision, are we? No. And again, it comes back to what I said. Maybe we, again, we can be selfish and we can be, you know, overindulgent with the, with the quality that we get and how easy and how accessible it is for us. Because let's be honest, right? We watched none of those friendlies. I only watched one of them because it was on at a relatively reasonable time because it was in Germany. All those games in America were an obscene time. 
Now, look, they're friendly, so it's a little bit different. And if it was a Premier League game, would I have stayed up to watch it? And that, that's the difference I'm trying, even trying to put into my own mind. I'm like, I can't even stay up till one o'clock to watch a game. Too old for that shit. I need me bed. But there's all these fans around the world get up at fucking all sorts of times to watch Arsenal, you know? And where interesting actually, where do you where where do you stand on this? Because every season without fail, um, you get the, there's always arguments on Twitter, and it's it's quite funny mm. actually. You, usually, Chan sends me sends me screenshots. He's like my yeah. personal Twitter PA. Yeah. <laughs> he just sends me like funny screenshots of people having arguments. And it's usually people are like, oh, I've got up at three in the morning to watch Arsenal. And then you get someone who goes, well, I get up at six in the morning to get a train and I have a 12 hour day watching the Arsenal home and away. Yeah. You know what? I, I, for me, I, I just, whatever, you know, people want to get credit to you. But you know what? I get up early and I go, you know, I might go on a 12 hour round trip to Burnley. I'm not waffling about it. I don't really care. It is what it is. If you're committed, you're committed, whether you're traveling or whether you're getting up. I don't really feel like, you know, one person's a bigger fan than the other, to be honest. I've know? always been of that opinion. Because at the end of the day, uh, why the fuck are you arguing about yeah. how you support your club? The Literally, bottom line is we both matter. support the same team. We both yeah. want the same outcomes. And look, you can have constructive conversations about how you want us to achieve certain things, which we've spoken about before. Uh, having these pointless arguments. But I mean, look, the world of Twitter is a fucking weird and wonderful place. And it? it's an absolute batshit mental stuff going on people just want to argue about anything or you know their their opinion is the only one that matters but ultimately lads you want the same thing if you get up at four in the morning or 12 at night or whatever it is or you travel 12 hours and spend all your money going to watch arsenal fair play to all of you yeah that's all I, that's, all, that's how it should be we're all we all should be supporting each other and being yeah, like absolutely. do you know what that just goes to show how big we are the commitment to the cause uh, and it's different right because obviously i live abroad not that far right but it's just, I can't go as often as I used to. I watch way more on TV than I do in person. I wish it was the other way around, but that's just my reality. Um, but just because, you know, a season ticket holder goes to every game of the season and I only manage to go to five, doesn't mean I'm less of, uh, less of a supporter or... Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's just how no, it is. No, absolutely. Because, I mean, you've got to think you've got a flyer as well. You know, it's it's a big commitment. Um, mm. And you know what? I feel like credits to the, the fans in the States. Um, and oh, massive. Some videos with, like, Little Wislington. And yeah. there's some really cool... I know there's some. There's a, uh, apparently a really good Arsenal bar in New York. And you know what? I would... If I was out there and Arsenal playing, I would I would, I'd be down for that. Go and, oh, go be and watch the team. And, yeah, it'd be great. It? Absolutely yeah. love it. Um, it was a bit, I was a bit annoyed. Well, not annoyed, that's the wrong word, but like AFTV sort of made their way onto the, the screens a little bit in the US tour. And it's like, oh, have a day off. Oh, did they? Like, I didn't know. Yeah, this. like one of the, one of the, the guy who was in the, the video, um, he had a photo with some of the AFTV people. Oh, do they? And they're a bit out of touch, aren't they, with what people, the, 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 ah, the general. Yeah, I do, and again, look, maybe it's because let's be honest, and I, I don't watch any of their stuff, but it does obviously appear. Yeah on the timelines. I mean, there is a new face of AFTV, I believe. Younger guy. Massively. Um, to be fair. He's good from what yeah. I've seen. He's good. But, but it, again, maybe it's just like, maybe it's... The reputation. The reputation's yeah. done. But it's like what we're just talking about, you know, holding on to what we think of El Nenny, for example, and what we associate him with. Maybe it is, look, AFTV, like it or lump it, uh, you know, it's not for me. It might be for you. It might be for some of the guys in the US. It's another way for them to connect with the club or whatever it is, What you know, Again, I'm not going to judge anybody for liking something that I don't or have an opinion about something which I don't agree with because ultimately I don't listen to it. So I don't know if it affects me. So I just think 
maybe they might change the way they are. Maybe. But also it's a lot easier when your teams look at, you know, it's on the upward trajectory and not yeah. depressing, which it was. Because yeah. one of the things I always kind of annoyed me with AFTV is I got all the frustration. I understand where it comes from. It's just the way you articulate it is so fucked that no, it, it was is. just beyond um It was you know, just like a circus. I mean, if you think about when we started this podcast, we were like, you know, it was drawing the- it home to Southampton and on like a six six game like losing Mate, we runs. lost like seven still, on the bounce yeah but we still found you know you still can talk about it openly and uh, you know you, you have to take it with a pinch of salt right and it's a game that's it ultimately it, it is a game it yeah is we a love life it or death. we do we love, love it, it. but yeah. you know what i can sort of park it at times and go like people say are you gonna watch the the games you know the friend is i'm like i don't care enough like i just yeah. yeah, I watched all the highlights. But just on that though, right? It's just a game or you know how much we care about it. Now we've most of us would have watched and I love the film um based on the Nick Hornby. What was it? Fever pitch. Fever right? pitch. And there's Great that film. one, there's a scene in there where he's talking about how his life mood is affected so much by what Arsenal are doing on the pitch. And I felt like that at times myself. Like sometimes when Arsenal are doing well, you feel like you're on top of the world, mate. And I know it's just a game, right? I'm, I'm an adult. I'm fully aware of what I'm doing and how I'm reacting to stuff, right? But you can't help it. Like when Arsenal were doing shit, like when I look back to that seven, you know, seven, seven game, you know, loss period that we went on in Arteta's early stages, mate, it was fucking terrible. My mood was in the bin. It was, it was, it's awful. been like that for other times as well, but then you go and win a cup. And then you're you're absolutely buzzing, right? You're having a great time and sun shining. It is so weird how you go through those little peaks and troughs, but I'm sure we all do it. I I, I definitely have. I probably still will, even though I can always go. It's just a game. It doesn't affect me so much anymore. Back in the day when I was on like early 20s, late teens, like you know, I'd carry it with me all week. It was, you know, you take it too, I took it maybe a bit too seriously. Whereas now... Most games, I guess, when you lose to like Tottenham or Man United, that that that, that is, you know, maybe can will, will stay with me for a few days. But nine times out of ten, after the, the day after, I sort of forget about it and think you move on because you it's done, right? There's no point in carrying it with you. No, no, absolutely. I think I think we spoke about this because we had to so often since we started doing this. But I'd probably hold the mood for a good hour afterwards. After a game, like, I'd be pissed off during it. Pissed off about an hour afterwards. And then I'm just like, well, that's that. Maybe I just yeah, got used you're, to the you're fact. You're always quite quiet after a game if we've lost. You don't really say a lot. No. Um, that's your thinking time. Thinking time. Let it settle. I usually, get, I usually get messages off rival fans giving me shit. Yeah, I don't have that problem because most of my mates support United. So they don't really have a, a pot to piss in at the minute, do they? Because they're, they're where we were five years ago, to be honest. They are in a fucking mess. And don't you love to see it? Oh, any any club who's not us, who's in a shit shot, I don't care whether he's fucking Bournemouth or fucking United. It's just funny, right? If you mm. see someone else's team in the shit, it's like, fuck you. Glad it's not us. Yeah. We've had too much of it as well. Yeah. Um, so... I do want to briefly touch upon the, the new kits before we go, but just a Ooh. quick prediction for the season. Go on um, not in terms of like where, where we where you think we'll finish, but no, do you what think, are you expecting? What, what are you expecting? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I kind of touched on it earlier. I think we've definitely got a challenge for top four, um, and I, I do say challenge for top four. It's, it's not a given, and like I've said on you know podcast last season, I think the days are gone where you're going to get consistent top four finishes. 
um, mm. unless you're Man City and Liverpool for the time being. Because again, that will come around and probably change. It will um, change, yeah. So, you know, I do think it's a case of you've got to aim for top four. Um, and if you can add a trophy into that, and obviously, I, I, as I said earlier, I'd love to win the, the Europa League. I really would. It would be our first major European trophy that we've ever won. And if you can't, you know, get on board and, and you know, really look forward to something like that and absolutely love it if we do do it, go and support something, something else, to be honest with you. But uh, that that's my, not expectation, that's what the season's target should be for me. It's yeah. get in the top four and win the Europa League. Um, and get that Champions League football back. Maybe win the FA Cup and League Cup as well. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> that would be nice. Win everything. Win it all. Win it all. Win the league. Yeah, we'll have the league title. Um, yeah. No, I, I would agree. I think you know the, the, it's going to be tough this season because you've got you know City, and Liverpool, and undoubtedly going to be up there. Chelsea, yeah. based on what they were, what happened overnight, who knows? <laughs> yeah, who knows? They? But I think yeah, they, they, I think listen. Take with a pinch of salt. Uh, they're going to be up there. They're a very good team, good manager, a lot of good players. Um, uh, Spurs, unfortunately, you know, making some good signings. Um, they've got half decent manager, so I think they're going to be around. Yeah. Man United might get their shit together. They might. They've um, got a new manager so, who's comes with a good reputation. Yeah. So that and that's the thing, isn't it? That you know, Man United, Chelsea, Tottenham, us. That's you know that's who's pushing for the, yeah. the final two top four places, so it, it will be a challenge. But I don't know. I just as much as I think it's our time, you still got to go and earn that. Um, and- I think I think it's time. I think I think you know enough talking. We've got to do it this season. I mean, yeah, it's got to happen. We can't it's, we can't afford to another season out of it. It's part of the step, though, isn't it? Like if you look at it, it's the next step up from where we've just been. And you know, mm-hmm. last season was we've got to get back into Europe. Now, obviously, our opinion or uh, our expectations change a little bit for, for the right reasons, right? That's, you know, as we yeah. always talk about, you've got to have a fluid opinion when it comes to football because it's ever-changing. And where you think you might land now, it could be very different come December, for example, or January, when you then reset right, what is our, what, what's possible for the rest of the season. So I think looking at it right now with the blank slate, yeah, let's, uh, let's take it to that next step. Um, you know, let's try and challenge in the Cups. You know, I'd, I'd expect us to go a little bit further in in the uh, in the FA Cup, for example, this year. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. Um, so look, it's, it's all it's all the third round. It's what's. Did we get knocked out in the third round or was it the fourth round? I can't even remember. I think it was we lost the third to Forest, round. didn't we? Yeah, we lost to Forest. I think it was third round. Third round. But look, we, yeah. We no, I would agree. Things. I would agree on that. Um, before we go, a word on the a word on the, the new kits. Obviously, the home shirt has been out a long time. I'm not sure yeah. if we touched on that the last yeah, time. Yeah, Ages. Yeah, yeah last time game. Well, it came out just for that. Or was it the day yeah. of? Well, it came out around that sort of time, like last time game of the and, season. And then and the obviously... new away shirt was released last week. The black shirt and the pink shirts. This Friday, Friday I believe. As well. Yeah, that's coming out um, this Friday. But have to yeah, say, look, home shirt. Adidas smashed out the park again. They're big. all ba- like to be fair. Even the home shirts growing on me. They all they're all bangers. Yeah, they're all great. To be honest with you, I'm partial to an Arsenal shirt, as you you might well know. Um, You've got both of the new ones, right? Both the new ones so far, yeah. Um, went for player spec on both of them, uh, just because I just why not really? Um, but yeah, the new black one is absolutely tip top. It tip is fucking top. I have one one slight <sighs> minor complaint about the never new happy. shirts though. No, never happy. Um, 
strong English, mate. That's just how we are. It's just in us, right? You, you're never fully satisfied. But um, it's just the sponsorship placement. It's really fucking high. Have you noticed it's always crept up over time? It used to be a lot more centered to like the bottom of your ribs, whereas now mm. it's right under the, the sponsorship. I yeah, know that's such true. a small thing. I just noticed it. I was like, why is it so high? But no, they obviously went for the, the cut print on, on the back of it as well. Um, Who have you the, got? Sorry? Jesus on the back of that one. It had to be. It had to be. Right? Uh, um, it had to be. And then um, mainly I go, I go for the cut print because I just can't stand the Premier League print. It's not going to look good on the black. No, because it they've got white print. If they would have allowed us to have gold printing on the back, yeah. it would have been brilliant. But I, I think saw it's... the white print um, on someone's shirt on Twitter and it just looked tacky. Yeah. You know, we were like the last season at Highbury. Were we allowed to wear a special font for that season? I don't special think it was a rule back then because I remember Portsmouth around that time used to have a gold print on the back of their blue shirt yeah, for a I while. Yeah, we had. We didn't have like white Premier League because I did see a shirt once with the white, like that, that burgundy shirt with the white. It's got like Senderos on it. It looks horrendous. Yeah. Um, yeah but no, the, the new shirts are great. I, I do find like a lot, especially in the shirt community, everyone. Um, tends to pick up the the player spec now no one's really getting the retail version i think it's, um, it's so expensive to, anyway you may as well just go that extra extra mile yeah. is it i had a conversation with a, with a friend of mine the other day he's, a, he's he's not he's not a shit man at all but i was mm. i was trying to explain to him what play, a player spec was over his head um straight over yeah straight over his head the, one thing i would say because i've got i don't know if i mentioned the podcast so i've got last season's third shirt and a player mm. spec it's in the european player spec um, it's it's real. It's authentic because it's beautiful. Obviously, we didn't play in Europe last season, so it was never released. Yeah. And the back of it's got a blue panel mm. where the zigzags will be. Yeah. And the the official players' shirts are all in like numbers. That's the size is like eight, six, yeah. ten. So as like authentic as they are, they are actually not. they're, they're still, still not because they're not yeah. got the. You can pick them up. I know that there's a you know within the shirt community. There are people who you've got contacts and they, they do you can get them if you if you know who to speak to. But mm. yeah, the ones the club release still aren't effectively the, Yeah, they're still the, not they're still not the the true replica of what I'm not sure if that's is. the only difference, maybe just the sizing. That might be the only um I mean look again, without having one in person or having somebody who yeah. knows it's, you have to yeah. bring one, bring one over, and then I've got mine and we can compare. Yeah. That's, that's, that's some geeking out right there. That's isn't it? some Jesus geeking Christ. out. That's what we get up to. Well, when you come over for the wedding, fly over. And what we'll do is we'll discuss shirts on the eve of my wedding, uh, and we'll compare what the difference is between a, you know, a real player spec shirt and a club spec. Funny shirt. thing is that will happen as well. <laughs> will it, Steve? I mean, look, I I'm love a shirt, kidding. but fuck me. I mean, I'd uh, like. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm purely out of curiosity. I'm not that bothered. Um, do you know what we could no, do? Just to to make this a lot st- more streamlined, as they like to say, we could just do it over Zoom, mate. There you go. I'm not that ass. I'm not that yeah, ass. Really. Are, I'm enough. taking the piss. Um, but no, I think it's it, you know both shirts are very nice. I, I actually really like the pink one. Looking forward to seeing that, like properly. You know, like you see all the mock-ups and the fake shirts. Mm-hmm. Like at the Emirates for the last day of the season, there was so many fake shirts. There was definitely a photo going around. I believe yesterday of Martin Odegaard in it. Um, yeah, I think that's real. Yeah, I think that's Doesn't legit. Looks cool. What it do you think like, yeah. wear against Palace? Do you reckon we'll black or pink? Black. Because pink's too close to the, the kind of red and blue that they've got going on. True. So yeah, I'd say we'll go. 
all black everything. I, ha- um, I haven't got, I haven't got any of them yet. I really not? sort of, well, I don't really buy. I'm all about just buying vintage stuff, really. I've really sort yeah. of decluttered my collection. There's um, yeah, the training wear, the navy training wear, mm-hmm. the navy, like the the presentation jacket. Mm. Um, that's really nice. I was in, I was in the armory a few weeks ago. And it's so nice. So I might, I might get that. Treat myself. I do um, like some of the I'm, black travel wear they they have bought. Oh, actually. so nice. Expensive though. Yeah, it's very like expensive. Two hundred um, stupid. Yeah, I think a pair of tactical bottoms. They're, they're really nice, but they're and obviously look because I shop in Ireland, it defaults everything to euro. I think they're seventy five euro. Not. Wait, for a pair I want to get bottoms. it with a player. You got the player spec. All just, just has flying rights on. Yeah, I saw the interview with Edu, and it looks even the T-shirt. It's really nice. It's actually yeah, it's sold out on the website. We'll have to have a because obviously, look, we're we're heading over to the first home game. Well, I'm heading over to the first home game of the season, so we'll have to uh, go and have a little scoot around the armory and see see what's going on. Oh, maybe I never really go on match days because it's just it is busy. Yeah, I know um, what you mean. Because usually I'm there quite yeah. early, so I go there as soon as it opens. If, and... To be fair, if you if you get in early, I might send you in with a shopping list. I know what that jacket. Um, I've seen the money. You know what? Um, yeah. Well, I'm hoping that you know, like I think last season they had like twenty percent off for members on the first day of the season, on top of the ten percent. Yeah, that would be. I was hoping they might have that. That's why I'm waiting to see if they have that for um, the opening home game. Um, But yeah, yeah, looking forward to talking the home game. Only what three weeks now? Is it? Yeah, three weeks, mate. Yeah, I'll be over. We'll be Bank in of the friendship. Uh, Bank of Friendship, yeah. Any, for... any listeners want to come for a beer with uh, the K-Man? <laughs> yeah, I'll be there. I will be I'll be able to drink as well, which is good because I'm, I'm staying the night, so I'm not driving. It's uh, going to be exciting, mate. Um, there's a few of us going. Steph's coming as well, so. Lovely stuff. Going on. Lovely James, stuff. Is, James is coming. Go on, James. Yeah, we look forward to seeing him. But right. I guess on that bombshell, mate, should we wrap it up there? It's been, it's been, uh, it's been I a go for another six hours to be fair. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's been a while, hasn't it? Like we said, it's been a minute. So I, I, it, I reckon we should um, go and get our match specs and compare the uh, the threads. Yeah. Well, you said you didn't want to do it, so I'm kind of already, I've stayed there. To be honest. I'm not going to change. But uh, I guess, look, as always, we'd just like to, to thank you for taking the time to listen to the podcast. We're sorry for the delay in getting one out since the last one. But that look, sounds so dodgy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, sometimes it does sound dodgy, Steve. There's nothing he we can to do. to get about one it. out, does he? Yeah, he likes it. You know, getting one out, you could rephrase that and it would sound dodgy. I think you're just taking yourself to the gutter there, to be perfectly honest. But look, as ever, if you enjoy the show, please do leave us a review on Apple and Spotify. We would greatly appreciate that. Um, but please keep an eye on our social feeds for the next podcast. It's likely it'll be a pre-match pint before the Crystal Palace opener uh, next week. But until then, look after yourselves. Look after each other. Take care. Goodbye.